Jazz get the final stretch of the season started, Gordon, with back-to-back home games against San Antonio and Houston. Those are not easy games, but you expect a couple of victories. I understand it's a back-to-back, but on the Jazz's home floor, with all the rest they've had now, if the Jazz have intentions on truly contending, these are the kinds of games they have to win. I tend to side with you. I think these are exactly the types of games you need to win if you're going to contend for the two slot, but also keep yourself out of the sixth slot, which certainly is possible if the Jazz don't play at their best. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. I think everybody in the West has a shot. Everybody's in the mix, and specifically talking about the Jazz, I think it needs to be their thing is to keep getting Mike Conley comfortable. It sounds like it's just lip service sometimes, and I say this on the show a lot, but chemistry is the most important thing. The more games Mike Conley spends playing alongside Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles, that whole group, the better they're going to be. And I would put the Jazz among the true threats at this point in the conference. I still think the Lakers and Clippers have to be considered co-favorites, but of that next tier, I think Utah's right there at the top. Cody Taylor, USA Today. What is the potential of this Jazz team if everything comes together? Yeah, I think they should be definitely mentioned in teams that have a chance to come out of the Western Conference. When you look forward, though, Gobert, Donovan Mitchell are going to have to lead the way. Some of the other guys on the roster and can step up and help. Will Mike Conley stay healthy? And then, of course, the pickup of Jordan Clarkson was excellent, in my opinion. He's played very well. So, when you look at all those things, as of right this second, before the second half of the season gets underway, if you're a Jazz fan, you got to be happy with where the team stands at this moment. Apparently, there is a bowling alley having a naked bowler night. What a surprise you picked this story. Well, uh, it's unusual. There is one particular item of clothing that everyone must wear. Bowling shoes. Boy, that's Whatever one time know. you don't want to see Harry pick up the 7-10 split. <laughs> you have a one-track mind, you know that? How do I have a one-track mind? This is an unusual event. What sport would you most prefer to, uh, I'm not to, to, no, to play I'm not, naked? I'm not participating. <laughs> what about naked axe throwing? <laughs> David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. 28 games to play for the Jazz. You've studied that schedule. What do you make of what the possibilities are for a number of victories? Well, it's considerably more difficult than Houston. The Clippers or Denver's. Denver's is closest to ours, but Houston, I think they've got something about 17 of 28 games or against teams where they have an 80% win possibility or higher. I'd expect Houston goes about 22 and 6 the rest of the way. So I think they're going to be a home court team. I think Utah and Denver could find themselves in a really tight battle for four or five and we've got six or seven games on the road with a below 40% win probability and we're going to have to find a way to sneak two or three of those. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. 
Sounds of the Week right there brought to you by our friends at Roots Tech. Join NFL legend Emmett Smith and an all-star lineup of speakers, engaging classes, and interactive activities at Roots Tech, February 26th through the 29th. Register now at rootstech.org. Gordon, how are you? I am well. How are you, Jake? I'm good. I'm good. You seem a little tense because you you think your car no, might have I'm, been. I'm, no, no, I'm fine. You all right? Yeah. You just you you thought somebody you you saw somebody from like a mile away maybe back into your car. No, it might. he just got out of his car to check to see. I think he checked to see how much room there was. You seem worried about it though. You no, all right? And then you make fun of me for uh, getting creative and finding my own private parking spaces. See? I, I do well. I, we kind of tease. <laughs> Parking you. stall lines are merely suggestions. <laughs> right. Come on, all y'all out there, be careful what you're doing. I honestly don't know how you do it, though. How did you get that spot? I Gordon, have a nice car. Gordon Park's like. I mean, there's there's nowhere to park downtown. Have you driven downtown today? It's just chock full of somebody. I don't know who's here or what, but it's Deca, it's Cheer, it's basketball, it's all going right, on. Right, right, right. I have to park at like the back end of our normal <laughs> lot. You know, it's I, South Bountiful I, here. I, I hiked in from the church offices, and Gordon Gordon's parked right next to the entrance. How does that happen? How do you do that? I, I, I a lot of times it doesn't work out that way, but I was. I think I was fortunate today. I've got a theory. I've got a theory here. What? When you drive $400,000 cars, they think you're a jazz player, and they just say, well, that's got to be a jazz player. Let him park there. That could be true. Although I, the four hundred thousand part. But, but here's the thing, Gordon's. So we have a normal lot that we park in. All right, and and our badge will get us into the lot. All right. Sometimes we're lucky enough to grab a, a street spot, mm-hmm. and uh, and sometimes we're not. But most of us spend most of our time in that wonderful lot. Does which, Gordon know where it but, is? But the Gordon's badge doesn't even work on the lot. Yeah, it so does. that means that you have work. to get lucky with a parking spot it every works, day. It works. When it, was doesn't the last work, it doesn't work getting in the building. <laughs> How would that be possible? When was the last time you parked in the lot? It's uh, been a little while. The 12th <laughs> of never? That's what I want to know. How does that happen? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because that's, that's why I believe when you're I, inventing parking spots. Two cars back. I, I Actually, I think it was three. Three months ago. I, I, bought, I bought this car, and I talked to the guy who's in security here and I said hey man I just cuz that was that was the most expensive car I ever bought and I said would you mind, would you mind if I parked in the back lot and I'm good and, and he was, said he said sure I'll let you it's fine parking stall lines are merely suggestions and so I was parking back there uh, for a long time and then one day somebody decided that wasn't going to fly anymore so I couldn't do it I think they changed leadership or something, and I did. And at that point, I didn't say, "Look, I'm not going to go around looking for exceptions or anything. That would be, you know, bad form." So I accepted my fate. Well, I just wanted to know. Wait, wait, wait. What what point you were trying to prove with that story? What what were what's our takeaway there that that you were privileged enough to park where the jazz players do for a long time until somebody woke up and realized. The point Why was, is this the guy point, parking? The point, the point was that I got booted out, <laughs> and you went gracefully. Was yes, that the book? That's the takeaway. Mm-hmm. You said, "Okay, I'll I'll not take advantage of the system any longer." No, exactly. 
I'll make my parking spot line on uh, the first south out here. I'm just impressed. That's all. Because that doesn't happen to me. I have terrible parking luck. Do you just like circle awful. for an hour before the show to I, find I, one? Or? No, no. No, usually if I can't find something, then I, I, I go get something else. But you, Jake, I've seen you on occasion be very, very fortunate in your positioning there. It happens once in a while. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It, it's happened before. But, I mean, I'm over in that lot most of the time. Yeah, well, it's good actually. You know how much a parking ticket is out here? Is it 25 still? <laughs> Everyone be careful out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the start we're I, off to today. I get today. one every time I park out yeah, there. No, I love the start we're off to today. How you doing over there? Oh, Your car's it's, fine. It's, I'm sure it's, it's fine. It's Friday. You have a list? I have a list. Howard Beck at 345. Howard Beck. Who else? We got, we got Ryan uh, Miller coming right. in studio at 430 from good. KSL. All right. Well, then we're in good shape. Is that the parking meter out there? <laughs> why, why the awkward pause here? What's going on? I'd rather not broadcast this. Well, okay. All right. We want to get started? You want to get started Anybody on the list? Anybody know that Austin doesn't pay his taxes? <laughs> Whoa. Who am I, Mike Bloomberg? Come on. <laughs> Easy there. Are you just a Liz, all you IRS people, I'm going to nod it over there. Yeah, my wow. $8 is missing. <laughs> that was mean. You were mean to me yesterday. That was mean to... to it was a joke. Publicly, you know. It, it was, was funny. It was, Bring attention on Austin like that. It was really funny. You're not paying your taxes, really? You should probably do that. Why? Well, I don't know. So the one percenters can have it even a better offer? No, you don't uh, mess with the IRS. All right. I mess with who I want to mess with. Oh, <laughs> is that a challenge? Wow. You make up parking spots, I make up taxes. All you right, know, the, here's the thing, though. Austin's like, he, he's like a showdown at the OK Corral kind of guy. I mean, you're, he's he's willing to go as far as you want to go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right now, you get in a fight with the IRS, you're going to lose. Not if you don't have anything that you owe them. Yeah, not in a... <laughs> they're not the moth. Not in a dead-in-the-street kind of way, which is really what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. You know, like, I'd like to see you come get it, like that kind of thing. Pry it out of your you're right your dead fingers. yeah right that that sort of I believe in an afterlife that's what I'm saying like how far are they re- really willing do to you, go do you, do you think you're okay so if you believe in an afterlife do you think what it, whatever uh, wherever you end up going it will be better than where you are now I don't know how it could be worse <laughs> oh man we're not going down that road either should we get to the list should we should we try to be productive here I guess all right, all right. Good to me go ahead Austin. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. Dr. Love is in the house. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh, I'm a great hugger. I'm not a kisser. I love you, baby. I am a cuddler. He's a handsome man. I would kiss him. See, I'm a believer in love. I believe in love. Do you think erotic literature would help? Oh, I love you. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Time for Gordon's List, brought to you by our friends at Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. Gordon, where do you want to start today? Oh, we start with the Jazz. I mean, they're starting up again. They're beginning again tonight. San Antonio in town. So, Jake, what would the record be? Did we ever come to a conclusion on that? What's the record going to be over the final 28? 
Let's see, Gordon. I I think I think they're going to get to fifty five. So that's nine. nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. I think nine. that's doable. Well, that's about what they've been averaging so far, right? I mean, two wins for every loss, and they could exceed that. I know most of the kind of five thirty eights and whatever have them right around fifty three, fifty four. But I think they're going to be better than that. I think their best basketball is yet to come, and I think uh, once they hit that stride, they'll they'll stack up some wins. So other than Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, who do you think will be the Jazz's most important player through this 28-game stretch? Bogdanovich, Ingles, Conley, Clarkson, somebody else? Who would you go with? Wow. I mean, I think— There's reasons to pick different people. I think the right answer isn't the most interesting answer. The right answer is Conley. I mean, don't you think he needs to be the third best player on the team? I mean, just think about that from a one-two-three perspective. I mean, he needs to be your number three. If he is, the Jazz will rejoice, right? Because Clarkson's playing awfully well. Bogdanovich has had some strong moments. If if Conley's playing better than both of those guys, right? And we know Bogdanovich is going to shoot, and we know what we're going to get from him. Imagine if he is your four instead of your three. The Jazz yeah. would be really, really good, really good. But the most, I mean, there's some really interesting answers in there, like is the answer Jordan Clarkson, because we've seen the bench unit be the bench unit at times this year, and he's been the anecdote to that, and he's just lifted the team at times, even in losses, even when they lost to Denver. Remember that, where he had, what, 22 in the fourth quarter and was was amazing, kept him in the ballgame? Think about where the Jazz would be had he not been here. Right, and I thought the the point somebody made, I think it was Joe Ingles who – who said that he was talking to Clarkson and uh, Jordan was really grateful that he got traded when he did. So he had 20 games yeah. before the deadline to, to figure stuff out and, and get embedded in the team. I, I, I think that's a sneaky good point. Usually when a player is traded during the season, it takes a, 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 sometimes it takes the entire season and the best run is the next year. Right. But Clarkson has adapted just, I think, quicker, almost – Darn near anybody you've ever seen. I agree. And I think so. So I think that could be an interesting answer. I mean, if Bogdanovich continues to be the Jazz number three, the Jazz third best player, um, I think the, the Jazz will be fine because he's been a model of consistency this year. He's been consistently really good. And he's going to take a lot of shots, and he's going to be open and shoot it when he's open, and he's going to be able to have a, a little post game that can be effective when a smaller player is on him. And he has proven to be an okay passer when the ball needs to pop around. So, uh, you know, if the, if he continues to be the number three, the Jazz will still be good. But I think if if Conley could find another gear, that would be that would be something. Why is he being held out tonight? I know that the, the Jazz don't want him to play in back-to-backs, and that's their situation here. So I, I assume he'll play tomorrow night. But why not? I mean, he's had all this time off. Don't you think he's – do you think that – is that hammy still bothering him? Is it the knee? What, what's going on with him? It's it's strategic rest, like the rest of the league Yeah, but he doing. needs to get integrated. He needs to get he, – he needs to form to what the offense and defense is doing. Is sitting him more beneficial than playing him at this I point? I think so. I, well, you want him healthy. He needs to be healthy well, when yeah, the playoffs roll around. We're talking about 28 games now. Exactly. He's going to have plenty of time to get integrated, Gordon. It's I know, not like the playoffs start tomorrow. You know, I don't know. Sometimes it takes a while. Listen, the game in this back-to-back that they need him more in is the Houston game. I know that, but don't they need him in both games? 
Well, I think they would prefer to have him in both games, sure. But if it comes down to it, they probably think they can beat San Antonio without him. So they're going to not chance it with his hamstring. And that's, that's, in, a, that's a dangerous way to play. I don't think it... Um, well, I, we think we can beat this team without this guy. I, I, do, do, do people really think that It way? might cost you a game or two. It, it might. I, I see what you're getting at. But, you're, but you're, is, he, is he so fragile? That he he really he's thirty two years old, right? I mean, can he really not go back to back after uh, after not playing for what's it been a couple of weeks? Listen, there's in the NBA in the modern NBA, they're strategic about everything, and now that's that's moved into rest because, and we've seen this with the Jazz two years ago when Ricky Rubio's hamstring gave out on him, the Jazz were toast. Whatever the whatever chance they had against Houston went out the door when he got injured. They they they've seen it happen. But what so about if, if you he doesn't be... feel completely comfortable, Jake? I mean, this we're looking at two sides of a coin here, and both of them are pretty important. Um, I think what you're talking about is a little bit of a theory the, to get integrated. Yeah. Where what I'm talking about is I, I think they've got some data on this, on rested oh. players and those sorts of things. I think they're trying to be strategic about it. But but isn't that's my point? Isn't Conley already rested? It's it's his lingering injuries. It's his knee that he missed some games for just before the All Star break. It's his hamstring, which we saw him miss extended time uh-huh. for. It's it's getting a thirty three year old man to the finish line. Is he thirty three or thirty two? What is he? Either way, a guy on the back half at least of his career. It's getting him to the finish line where he can be effective for you when it matters the most. Well, it's not like I can't be talked into that. I mean, if I had more information, maybe I could come to a stronger conclusion. But this is what the Jazz, the conclusion they've come to. And I just find it interesting because of all the players on the Jazz roster, Conley is the one that I think most needs to play for his own good, not for the team's good. Well, for both. I can see that. I mean, I I I certainly don't think that observation is wrong. But So, so is that who you would you go with, Conley? I think Conley's the right answer, yeah. The most important player, other than other the big than two. the big two, yeah. Would you disagree? No. If he is, then that's just extraordinary news for the Jazz. I mean, because if he's averaging, what's Bogdanovich averaging? Twenty, twenty-one, something like that. So if if if, and I know you don't measure the worth of a player just by how many points he puts on the board, but if he's anywhere near that, then he would be near a career high. So, I. I you know that would be terrific for the Jazz if he's able to contribute. Like twenty-one that. even is what he's at this year. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah, which is amazing. So let's say Conley goes out and averages twenty a game, the Jazz would be ecstatic with that. I don't think he needs to do that though. Like we talked about yesterday, I I, I don't think scoring is where you need him. Well, it wouldn't hurt. No, but I mean Bogdanovich is going to score, and you want him taking you want him taking all of those shots. So what would be the perfect line for Mike Conley? Mm. How many, what, 15 points and seven assists? Eight? Yeah, somewhere in there. I get frustrated with the assist stat with the Jazz just because... It's the last guy The play he makes (laughs) might result in a bucket three passes later. Right, right. And And that's what Hornacek was so good at with the Jazz. Right, and so sometimes assists is a little bit of a funny number with the Jazz. For the same reason, you look at Russell Westbrook at a dozen assists, and you go, does that really mean he had an unselfish game? Or does that mean 
He let the air out of the ball for 22 seconds and then demanded his teammate make a shot. Did you say Westbrook or Harden or both? Either one. No. Take your pick. Oh, we, but we see it all over the place. I mean, you you can say the same thing to a certain extent about like somebody like Luka Doncic. But that's not how the Jazz play. So sometimes that that stat is a little misleading, but I'm I'm with you. 16 and 7, 15 and 7. Yeah, absolutely. But is he is he beating his guy and is he not being a weakness defensively? Yeah. And is he making open threes? Like everybody not named Rudy Gobert needs to do on this team. When he's open and he's behind the three and he gets it, he needs to make it. And is he making shots within the framework of the offense? The blender, the flow, the passes, instead of just having to sort of go out of his way to get points. Right. Because we've seen that go both ways. Obviously, we'll talk about the Jazz at length uh, through this show. Uh, Very interesting to consider what the possibilities are with this team moving forward. Yeah, of course. It will be a, uh, a big topic, so stay tuned for that. We're going to have Howard Beck at 345, so stay tuned. One of our favorites, certainly a staple on Fridays. Joining us now, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt. He's here in studio from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He's here to help the listeners. Uh, you know, Valentine's Day, pre-Valentine's Day, post-Valentine's Day, yeah. you're helping with love lives. Yeah. Andrew, that's what you're doing. That's right. If Valentine's Day did not go as planned which happened to a lot of guys, I'm sure, then we have something for you. It's called acoustic wave therapy. It treats erectile dysfunction. Um, So many guys suffering from this. We had, the other day, we had in one day a 21-year-old and a 102-year-old, if you can believe that. Wow. (laughs) So there's the spectrum of guys that ED can strike. The acoustic wave therapy, though, can help all ages. Um, This is kind of a plumbing problem, if you think about it. It's a blood flow issue. Uh, we were looking at some x-rays the other day of a patient, this part of the body, of course, before the treatments and after, and it physically opens up and regrows blood vessels. So you don't need the pill anymore. You don't need any injections. It can get back the spontaneity in the bedroom. A simple way you've, uh, you've always put it, you're, you're treating the actual problem, not the symptom. Yes. It is the only thing for erectile dysfunction that is not a symptom reliever. It's not a bandaid. Um, it's the non-medication approach. I don't know of any guy that wants to take the pill, that looks forward to that or you know thinks this is a good plan. They want it to work naturally, and that's exactly what these treatments do. 801-901-8000 is the number. 801-901-8000. And, of course, you're going to take the risk right out of this for our listeners. We are. The biggest problem with ED is that guys generally do nothing about it. They continue to let the problem get worse and worse, and it does get worse. Um, we take all the pain out of that. If you call us now, we do the initial assessment exam, uh, blood flow ultrasound. It's a complete review of your medical history, medications you're taking, and it will also tell you whether the treatments will work. Uh, all of that is totally free if you call us now. You can come in, get the information with absolutely no obligation. All right, get on that schedule. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Andrew, thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow Mojo. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. PK. 
So can I get a selfie with you? Please? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I knew you knuckleheads were going to bring it. <laughs> but yeah, that created quite a stir. It did. Much more than I anticipated. I had a phone shoved in my face, and I was with Renee, and I just said, oh, say please. And then he made the little remark back, but he actually apologized to him. I think he posted the picture of us. I still obviously had the photo with him, and basketball player or not, doctor, 7-Eleven, wherever you work, if you're asking someone to do something, whatever it is, please and thank you. It's like the most common easy courtesy in the world. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today, Dashboard Confessional. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Also want to remind you about our friends at Homie. Buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at homie.com. Moving on with Gordon's List, Howard Beck coming up in about 10 minutes. But uh, until then, what's going on, Gordon? BYU plays host to Gonzaga tomorrow night in Provo. Question is, can the Cougars beat the country's number two team? Some people are giving the Cougars a chance. Uh, I know someone who's not. Oh, yeah. Austin, you want to explain yourself? Uh, what is there to explain? They've uh, lost by an average of, I think, 24 points over the last five times they've met. I don't think it's crazy to think that one of the four national champion contenders this season could beat BYU by 30 points tomorrow. Well, but BYU's a little better than it has been in the past. What was when the they f- lost by 23 in Spokane this season? Yeah. Okay. They're one player better. And he's not worth 23 more points. But you said 30. 23 is pretty close to 30. It's not 30, though. <laughs> and right. I'm, so I had a hard stance, and I took a, a, an opinion and made college basketball interesting. You're welcome, Salt Lake City. You know what? I do admire his bravado, i got to admit. And putting an incriminating audio bet on it. I mean, we could know. break down Jake Toulson's uh, shot chart if you'd like, but uh, our listeners would probably fall asleep. No, I love it. But you will admit that the Cougars are playing better than they were the first time those two teams played. Uh, I, I don't know. They haven't played Gonzaga since then. Well, they've won seven They straight. lost to Boise State. They lost to Utah. They lost to Kansas. They almost lost to Southern Utah. And I'm supposed to think they have a chance to beat Gonzaga? Well, they're, they're, no. be- they're better now. I'm How not, much no, better? I'm not saying they're going to beat the Zags, but uh, I think I give them a chance. Well, I mean, it's You're 50 them 50. No chance. They either win or they lose. They're win by 30. Anything's 50 50. It's a win or a loss. There's no ties, right? No, I, but at least at least I'll be interested in this game now. See? <laughs> He's totally right about that. Yeah, that's true. Right. He that's made true. he made college and, basketball more interesting. That is, a, that is a fact. I can't really. You know, considering the last time that I made a bet with Austin and I sort of scoffed at what he said, uh, I paid dearly for that. So uh, we'll this see. one's a little more of a stretch, I'll admit. But hey, I'm there. You're you are there. That is it. That is true. You are there. Utah loses uh, this time to UCLA at the Huntsman Center. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, are the wheels spinning off the Utes? They don't look good right now. Does it matter? Do you think Larry Kraskoviak should be on the hot seat? Um, I I think his contract prevents that, so 
It prevents him. Well, you mean that they would never be willing to buy him out, right? Yeah. To fire him, they they have to spend a lot of money. So I I don't think it matters. This was always a build, uh, building year, right? I mean, they've got a couple of big recruits young. lined up for yeah, next they year. They're the they're youngest young. team in the country this year. Um, they they certainly have some players that have a lot of potential. I mean, right? You yeah. look at Ryland Jones play, and sure, that that guy has the potential to be really really good. So I I mean. You don't want to bottom out too badly, but if you're the youngest team in the country, I mean, you're 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 not really playing for the NCAA's. I think you're just playing to develop and get better. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're Utah, if you're Kentucky, maybe it's a different story, but I, I don't think that's where Utah's program is. Chris Goviak's making an awful lot of money. Yeah, I I would not have probably given him that contract, but you know, Chris Hill. Ponied up the dough. I don't know. <laughs> you know? On his way out the door. <laughs> right. He's like, here, take this contract. You're going to love it. See ya. Yeah. You know? Well, we'll see. Chris uh, Hill you're took, right. He took care of his does, guy, though. You know? Uh, the, the program does have potential moving forward. We'll see how it goes. Now, Jake, you and I, not that long ago, had a little bit of an issue in our neighborhood with cougars running around. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> like mountain lions. I knew what you are talking about. And... Uh, this morning, there was a bear roaming around Monrovia, Monrovia, California. Uh, those of you who are from that area know that the Monrovia, uh, that Monrovia is uh, just a little west of Pasadena. Uh, a bear, a big old bear rumbling around on the street. Now, I think that might freak me out a little bit. You? Yeah, whatever. It's happening to people in California. Good. Have you ever seen The Simpsons where they do, they get the bear in town and then they pass this big tax and have a bear patrol and all this stuff? Like a like a stealth bomber that says bear patrol on the side? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Major League Baseball players are continuing to rip the Astros for their cheating. And a Pennsylvania Little League has removed the Astros team name. None of its teams can be the Astros because... It didn't think cheaters should be idolized by the kids. I love that. Absolutely love that. That's great. <laughs> that is great. All right. Stay tuned. We've got Howard Beck coming up next. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Speaking of donations to charity, yeah, I got booed at my play. Yes, you did. Austin is performing in a play. I would donate $100 if uh, you guys just rain down the cascade of booze when it was Austin's turn to take that final bow. Yeah, just mine. Just his. And all for fun. I saw the little video. And people oh, yeah. were just bringing it. And I forgot to tell everyone else in the show. <laughs> Apparently there were some that weren't too happy about it. That's not theater etiquette. <laughs> but it was for a great cause, and I, and I have confirmation that you came through. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Want to remind you to purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dog, soda, popcorn, 
Nachos and ice cream starting as low as 37 bucks a ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 and buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. We're going to talk to Howard Beck coming up here momentarily. Uh, your daily assist. We'll get Howard's thoughts on uh, the final 28 games for the Utah Jazz and what lies ahead, Gordo? Well, we'll see. Uh, we get started uh, watching tonight, and uh, I'm very curious to see the realization or not of this team's potential. And you know what? This is kind of a good opponent to start with, too. San Antonio, it's a game you probably should win, but the Jazz match up well against the Spurs. However, the last outing obviously did not mm-hmm. go according to plan, but... This 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 is a good test for this Jazz team. Respectable to enough going. to force you to uh, to be ready. No doubt about it. All right, let's get to your daily assist, Austin. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line, lease any phone, and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. From the Bleacher Report, our good friend joins us every Friday, Howard Beck. Howard, how are you? Doing all right, guys. How are you? Hey, we're doing great. You know, refresh, the all-star break. Do you uh, have a chance to do anything fun? Um, did I do anything fun uh, at All Star Weekend? Oh well, at All Star Weekend with a few nights, uh, a few days off. I don't know. Did you hit the beach like most of the rest of the NBA? <laughs> um, no, I did not find a beach in either Chicago or Brooklyn. So um, apparently, I am not as great at scheduling uh, the All Star break as the players are. Uh, but a lot of those guys who went to the beach um, weren't at All Star Weekend in the first place. Right. So you know. Nice, nice for them to just be able to take the time off. Um, no, I mean, I was in Chicago Thursday through Monday and into the afternoon because I stayed an extra day there to go uh, speak to a uh, sports journalism class uh, taught by my good friend Jay Adande at, at Northwestern. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, I just I couldn't get enough Chicago. I just kept I just stayed extra and then came back to New York and promptly came down with this cold that you can hear in my voice. Yeah, it's kind of a deep, sexy kind of thing going on there, Howard. Uh, I'd like to think so. <laughs> so let me ask you, we, we've been talking about the Jazz and, and what to expect over these final 28 games. Are you expecting teams to any, to change from uh, you know stripes to, to polka dots or anything down the stretch? Or have you seen enough of each of these teams to, uh, to think, well, that's what we're going to see more of straight through to the postseason? I think it's very rare to get to this stage post-All-Star break and have a team become something wholly different. Um, their personalities are pretty well set. Rotations are pretty well set. The things that change, you know, generally speaking, are either injuries that you know screwed you up in the first half of the season and you get healthy and maybe you get on a run, you finally find your rhythm, or if you had a lot of new pieces, you're finding a rhythm, or if you made a major change to the deadline. And we didn't really have a lot of, of that, you know, um, we see the Lakers are, are going to add Markeith Morris today, which is fun because the Clippers just added Marcus Morris. And so the buyout market is, is changing the, the fringes of, of some team rotations, uh, whether that becomes you know, a, a, a you know, critical change and how much you have to integrate those guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I think you know, the pecking order is pretty well set in both conferences. I think 
you know, we've got a pretty good handle on who's truly in this. I know that, you know, a team like, say, the Rockets really seem to, to catch fire heading into the break. The Thunder have been on a really good run. Um, you know, Memphis jumping into the playoff picture. So we've had some things that, that came about over the last month or so heading into the break that I think are really fascinating and uh, could influence how we view the second half, or not the second half, this last third or, or whatever the season. But I don't expect that you know, you know, any team is going to radically reinvent themselves. I, like I say, I, I think we kind of know which tiers everybody is in at this point. You mentioned being in Chicago for the festivities. Uh, your overall impression, I mean, uh, to the to the format, to Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell's performance, how was how was the whole uh, experience? Well, the game was really fun, and and I've been one who's been you know one of the the you know cranky old men you know railing about how you know it was better back in the good old days because guys played hard in, in the in the All Star game and competed. Made it fun, made it look like a real game, and, and in recent years it had become way too loose, way too much of a just a, a, a lob fest, and it just wasn't being taken seriously. And uh, you know, I, I have been all in favor of the NBA tweaking each of the last three years to try to find something that would get players to, uh, you know, bring a little bit more intensity, and they did. I mean, this worked. Whether it was the Elam ending, whether it was the individual quarters each having something at stake whether it's the players just deciding to do it, because that's the thing. You know, my, my good friend Michael Lee at The Athletic made this point. Like, Let's not go too far in crediting the, the new format, he said. He, he, you know, his feeling was, it's the players. And he's right, but it's a psychological game. The, the players know that this is not a meaningful game. They know that there's nothing truly at stake. And so whether it's format changes or whether it's just psyching yourself out with something else, it, it is up to the players ultimately to decide to, to uh, raise the intensity level and play some defense and play like like the outcome matters. Um, to the extent that the NBA manipulated the, the rules enough to make it feel more urgent, I, I do think it worked. And credit to the players for embracing it. Credit to the league for being willing to, to take that, that risk. Uh, I, I've, I've got really no complaints about how it played out this year. I mean, I have... You know other concerns about how it might play in future play out in future years. The whole thing with the Elam ending and adding 24 points to the team with the higher score at the end of three. Well, what if the team's already up by 20, and now the target score is is you know uh, uh, you know basically 44 points in the fourth quarter for the for the trailing team? That's going to be tougher. You know when it was 24 plus whatever you know you know seven eight nine ten points. Yeah, you can make that up. But if, if it's a big gap heading into the into the fourth, then I, I don't know that uh, that that's going to work quite as well. But you know, we'll we'll see. I, I thought I thought that was great. I thought that the, the game itself was fun. I thought the dunk contest was a lot of fun, despite the controversy, or maybe even because of the controversy. And that's another one where year to year, you know, you never know if you're going to get a dunk contest that you know is really entertaining or one that makes you think it's time to cancel the dunk contest. And um, this, was, this was a good year for the dunk contest, the, the strange judging notwithstanding. Howard, uh, Rudy Gobert, 21 points and 11 boards, I think it was. Uh, is this kind of experience helpful to a player like that, a first-time All-Star? Or is it just an exhibition game and you get back to it and you prove yourself uh, in real competition? I mean, you know, it's always good to be out there with all the other elite players in the game. And, 
you know, I, I guess I could perversely say that this could be a bad thing for, for Rudy Gobert, uh, that chip's no longer on his shoulder, <laughs> you know. It was, that was something that he could really rail about and, and uh, use as fuel to, to go, you know, wreck people uh, for the last couple of years. Now that he's got it, you know, that's, that's one less. Again, as I say, guys have to find all kinds of ways to motivate themselves, uh, even the best players in the game. It's a long season, and so you're always looking for something. You know, Rudy Gobert just lost one uh, part of his mental arsenal for, uh, for psyching himself up. So um, I'm sure he'll find something else that's it's fine. But, no, I mean, the game itself, the weekend itself, I think it's just fun for these guys. I think it's great for them to be around the other top players in the game. What you do in the game itself, your stat line, everything else, it doesn't really matter all that much. Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Howard, uh, right now, who who do you think um, has the uh, the better chance come playoff time in L.A., the Clippers or the Lakers? Well, I've been <coughs> – excuse me. I've consistently uh, been uh, picking the Clippers since last summer. Uh, I just think that the combination of, of, you know, not just Kawhi and Paul George, but that – rotation that has so much versatility and, and depth to it um, and has Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, this great one-two punch off the bench, you know, two guys who were the top, you know, two of the top guys in the sixth man of the year race last year, including obviously Lou Williams winning it. Uh, the Lakers don't have that. They don't have that other guy who can come in and just fill it up if somebody else, you know, if LeBron or AD were, were you know, lagging on a given night for whatever reason. They don't have that other element. They don't have that guy off the bench who, who can who can fill it up. And the Clippers have that. Then they had you know Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris. Um, I think that those guys, you know, they're they're good players in terms of you know you know guys who can generate some offense and give you yet more depth to get you through the rest of the regular season. I do fear that they're both ball stoppers and that I don't know if if it's going to work out that well. You know, I mean, postseason wise, we'll, we'll see if those guys have significant rotation roles, but it does make them even deeper, and they were already the deeper team of the two. The Lakers, it's always going to be hard to argue when you've got LeBron and, and, and Anthony Davis if that's your starting point. Um, my concern has generally been, and now we'll see if it plays out, for LeBron to have brought this team back up to this level, especially defensively, and playing like he's 28 again, but he's 35 and it's year 17, can he sustain that through a whole season? Well, we're down to the last 30 or so games, and then there's a long playoff run. And I guess we'll find out if it's taking a toll or not. If it takes no toll, if he's able to, to just sustain this, you know, then then maybe all bets are off. Maybe it doesn't matter how much depth the, the Clippers have. Because I, I, I tend to think that when you get the best player in the game, you always have the advantage. And LeBron, I think, is is still got that title over everyone. And is anybody in the East going to touch the Bucks, Or is that sort of... Uh the best team by far, and how do you think the Bucks match up against uh, anybody like you were talking about in the West? The interesting thing with the Bucks is that, you know, if you glance at the record, if you look at net rating, they've got a massive advantage, and it looks like they are, like it's an insurmountable one, like they've, they're just far and away the best team in the East, but um, I'm still not in, I'm not, it's not that I'm not sold on the Bucks as a championship contender. They're, they're a contender. I'm not necessarily sold on the fact that they are as dominant as they look when it comes down to a playoff series because teams are going to have to, to go after Giannis. They're going to do everything they can to try to throttle him. 
And when he is your best scorer and your best playmaker, and when everything begins and ends with him, and you don't have another star who can really initiate, you know, Chris Middleton's a good player, he's an all-star, but he's not a guy you're game-planning for, he's not a guy who, who you have to single-handedly uh, worry about wrecking you the way that, you know, the, the LeBron and, and Dwayne Wade uh, one-two punch, or LeBron and Anthony Davis, or Kawhi and Paul George. Like, Middleton's not at that level. So they don't have a, a second guy who um, can take some of that burden off of Giannis, and Giannis's jump shot is still a work in progress, too, so there are ways to play him to keep him out of the paint, keep him from driving, make him more of a shooter, and now what do the Bucks do? Plus, some of their key supporting guys are guys that have you know spotty playoff records. So I think, I think they can be beaten. I'm not predicting that they will, but I think they can be, and I think teams like Boston that have multiple guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Kemba Walker, um, I, Toronto is still really potent, Miami's intriguing. Um, Philly's weird, but they're you know, but they've got some punch. Um, I think those teams are still in it. I, I you know, I, I don't think it's an absolute given that the Bucks come out of the East. Howard, as always, thank you very, very much, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Appreciate it, fellas. Talk to you then. Yeah, thanks, Howard. Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report. Hope he's feeling better. Yeah, man, stinks to come down with a cold. What's your What's Chicago your Chicago can be. Uh... Rather frigid. Well, I heard somebody saying the other day with wind chill, it was like six below or Oof. something like that. Yeah, no yeah. thanks. Uh, what's your go-to cold remedy? Oh, I don't know. Uh, don't they say vitamin C? Sure. I just didn't know if, you know, you had something you, you did or, or something you went with. You just... I got no magic potion, no. All right. Oh. Uh, joining us now in studio are our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, who has... A remedy, I guess you could say, or a or a, a treatment, probably a better word, for ED. What's going on, Andrew? How you doing, guys? Good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. All right. Let's help uh, our listeners, uh, you know, get those relationships healthy. Yeah, that's right. Um, so many guys struggling with ED. This is a massive issue. Wreaks havoc on a relationship. It can affect a man, uh, his partner, his confidence level, and so many other things. If you're out there struggling with ED, it can be tough to know where to turn. Should I take the pill? Should I do injections? Should I order supplements? Um, we have found that all of those, although they can work somewhat, cause side effects. Uh, this is the first and only treatment at Wasatch Medical that addresses the root cause problem. It's blood flow. Um, it used to be used on the foot for plantar fasciitis, if you've ever heard of that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a treatment called lithotripsy that breaks up kidney stones. It was used for that. And they kind of discovered this in about 2010 or 11. The FDA cleared this technology to regrow the blood vessels. Um, we happen to use it on this part of the body. It does a great job at getting the natural function back in the bedroom. Um, if you're 50 years old, maybe it, it'll make you like you're 30 years old. And that's what we see very often. Um, so normal and natural function is the key here. Normal. Get back to normal. Get yeah. back Get back that spontaneity, right? Yeah, that's right. And the pill is really an unnatural solution. Uh, it flushes the whole body with blood, so you end up with the bloodshot eyes and the headaches right. and the blurred vision, all those issues. I don't know anybody that wants to take a pill and deal with side effects. And they say to us over and over, I want it to work like it used to. And we have seen thousands 
of these cases where guys get back to normal. All right, so uh, give them a call, 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule, and uh, you guys are doing it for free for yeah, our listeners. Yeah, we are, mm-hmm. and, and we see a lot of guys every day. Um, if you call us now, we do this initial assessment for free. That's an exam. It's an analysis. You will sit down with a medical doctor who specializes in ED. He'll go through your entire history. I'll bet there's something in your lifestyle that maybe has caused your ED that you don't know about. He can pinpoint that. Uh, it's totally free if you call us now. All right, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. We'll get back to Gordon's list coming up next. Uh, Ryan Miller from KSL will be in at 430. Stay tuned. More Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. My kids, when they commit to a university and a coach, I'm going to help them understand that just because transfers open up all across the country and you got a one-time transfer, it still limits a huge portion of a team from transferring because not everybody's got scholarships to just welcome transfers. You better really think this through. This cannot be a knee-jerk thing for you because what you're going to end up is without a scholarship. And, and there's kids in the portal that left thinking they'd find somewhere and they're still hanging in the portal. Yeah, I think there's a large group of kids that think, well, I'm going to go to the portal and everybody's going to love me. You better be a Devontae Henry Cole kind of situation where as soon as your name hit, you had phone calls from everybody. Yep. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.